This is episode number 415. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Guess what, my beautiful friend? My fourth book, Comparisonitis, How to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others and Be Genuinely Happy is out right now. Number one, New York Times bestselling author and social media sensation Jay Shetty said, never before has a book been more needed. Future generations will thank Melissa for shining a spotlight on comparisonitis. And multiple New York Times bestselling author Gabby Bernstein said, since Melissa refers to people who have recovered from comparisonitis as unicorns, I suppose that makes this a sort of unicorn training manual. I'm so grateful that such a manual has arrived. It's been infinitely helpful to me. Head to comparisonitis.com or Amazon to get your copy today. We have just had Leo, who's my 15-year-old bonus son, with us for a month. And when he's with us, I love fueling his body with as much nutrients as I possibly can. This is why I love Athletic Greens. Now, every morning when he walks out into the kitchen, there's a large glass of room temperature filtered water with his Athletic Greens, which is his daily all-in-one superfood powder in it. He loves it and I love knowing that not only is he starting his day with hydration and green goodness, but that he's getting any vitamins and minerals that he may be missing in his diet. Best of all, he loves the taste, which is so awesome. And just one scoop contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase your energy and focus, aid with digestion and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products, which is perfect for anyone. Another thing I love about Athletic Greens is they continue to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 iterations over the last decade. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure that their customers continue to receive the highest quality and the best daily nutritional habit on the planet. And it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system by offering you a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, which means you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D ever again. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com forward slash Melissa to get your free year supply of vitamin D and your five free travel packs today. How awesome is that?
Hey, beautiful. I am so excited to be here with you today to give you a little bit of a life update and to chat about my postpartum recovery. But first, can we just acknowledge how amazing Nick has been stepping into my shoes and holding the fort whilst I have been on maternity leave? I'm going to slowly, slowly start to come back and do some more episodes for you. But can we just acknowledge how amazing he has been? I have been getting so many DMs from you guys saying how much you love his episodes, how much you love his podcasting voice, and how thorough his episodes are. So I'm really glad that you guys absolutely love his episodes, and there'll be more. So don't you worry about that. But to give you a little bit of an update, I have been in full mama mode, which has been so beautiful. I absolutely love being a mum. I could not have imagined how much I absolutely love it. It's, it's wild. It's been so beautiful. It's been amazing. And she is just oh, a little honey. It's, it's really, really beautiful. And What else have I been up to? I have been promoting comparisonitis. So within the same week, I birthed my darling baby and I birthed a book in the same week. So I've been promoting comparisonitis. I've had lots of interviews and lots of TV interviews with the US and things like that, which has been so much fun. So I have also loved hearing all of the feedback from comparisonitis. And if you haven't read it yet, please grab a copy at comparisonitis.com and let me know what you think. It is really about how to stop comparing yourself to others and to find genuine happiness and contentment from deep within. So if that's something that you want to find and want to do, then grab yourself a copy of that book. And that is where I am at. I have been promoting comparisonitis, starting to do some podcast interviews and in full mama mode, which I love. And today I want to chat to you about my postpartum recovery and the first 40 days because I did a post on Instagram about this and I got so many questions. So I wanted to talk about the postpartum recovery and the postpartum period and in particular the 40 days after birth, which is a very, very sacred time. Because that is when the mother is healing, when the baby and the mother are getting to know each other, when you're learning how to breastfeed and all of the things. And what I've found is that we spend so much time and energy during pregnancy thinking about and dreaming of and planning for our birth. And I absolutely did that. I visualized my birth and I did so much prep and I had the most incredible birth. I just, oh my gosh, I was such a warrior. I felt like a full warrior goddess. And I spoke about my birth story, just a little bit of the birth story in uh, my last episode with Nick, which I'll link to in the show notes if you want to hear a little bit about that. Uh, It was amazing. So amazing. But what I've found is that so many people plan for the birth and they've got their altars and they've got their essential oils and they've got all the things in the playlist, but they don't often think about what comes after, you know, that fourth trimester. So I want to chat about that today because it is so important. We need to ask ourselves, yes, okay, how do we want to have our birth and and what do we visualize? But then how are you going to support yourself after? How are you going to support your new baby and your family in those early days? And how do you want to be supported? So often in our culture, 
this fourth trimester is just not talked about or even planned for. And yet this period is just as important as everything else that happens in the lead up. In many cultures around the world, they have this 40-day lying-in period post-birth. They call it the 40-day lying-in period, which allows the mother to fully heal and for her and her baby to bond, learn how to breastfeed, get to know each other, and for the baby to ease into life earthside. They say that in that period, that the baby sometimes may even be still transitioning from wherever you believe the baby comes from, but maybe transitioning still earthside. And so we need to be really gentle and go really slow in that 40 days post-birth. I absolutely loved my 40-day lying-in period. So I'm going to tell you everything that I did, but I didn't leave the house. I did not leave the house. And it was so beautiful and so special and such a sacred time full of rest, lots of day naps, lots and lots of baby gazing to the point where if you follow me on social media, you will know that I put my neck out from looking down at my beautiful babies so much. This period was also full of nourishing organic food, early nights, and moving very slowly and intentionally, just the three of us. It was pure heaven, absolute heaven. And when it was coming to the end of the 40 days, I felt a bit sad. I was like, oh, I really didn't want it to end because it was so beautiful. We were just in this love bubble, the three of us. We didn't have any guests. We just decided to stay in and just nourish. We had people like chiros and midwives and things like that come, but we didn't entertain during that period. And during my pregnancy, I was very intentional about setting myself up for a nourishing, supportive fourth trimester. And I shared our plan with my family and friends because we all know that it takes a village. So I shared our plan and our intentions with our family and friends, and they fully respected it and were incredibly inspired by what we were doing. And so I wanted to share with you some of the things that we did during that 40-day period in the hopes to inspire you to maybe do this for yourself, or if you're not pregnant, you know, forward this episode to a pregnant friend so that they can take this time for themselves to really heal and bond with their baby and learn how to breastfeed. Because learning how to breastfeed on its own is a full-on task. (laughs) Definitely was for me, that's for sure. I am so optimistic and positive that I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy. It's going to be super easy breastfeeding. You know, she'll just latch on and off we go. However, I was so engorged that she couldn't latch on. It was like for her, the poor little darling, it was like latching onto a bowling ball. So the breastfeeding journey is a big journey, not for everyone, but it was for me. And one little tip, little bit of advice, I highly recommend getting a lactation consultant to come out the day you give birth or the day after. And I know you don't know when the baby's coming, but you can say, this is my guest date and just giving you a little warning. So I gave that advice to two of my friends who had babies after me and they thanked me profusely afterwards because the lactation consultant came to their house the day after they gave birth and smooth sailing with the breastfeeding. So that's a little tip for you guys. Uh, And not to do it out of fear. You might be totally fine. And so many people are. But for me, 
I was very engorged and she couldn't latch. So there were some little things that we had to do. So I highly recommend doing that just in case, you know, just in case, little insurance policy. So let's talk about all of the things that we did in this 40-day period to really support our family and so that we could all thrive and so that I could heal and recover. So one of the first things that we did was we hired a cleaner to come to our house weekly from when she was born. That was my gift to myself. That was my, you know how they say push presents? I didn't, you know, want a physical present. I said to Nick, I would love a cleaner. And so we have a cleaner come every week for two hours. And that has been so, so supportive for me. And if, you know, you financially don't want to spend the money on a cleaner, you could ask someone to do this for you, a family member or a friend. They would be more than happy to help. Something that you can do if you do choose to have visitors in that 40-day period is put a little list on the fridge with things that they could do whilst they're in your house. And that might be unstack the dishwasher, put a load of washing on, fold a load of washing, vacuum, mop, you know, whatever it is. And anytime someone comes over, just say, would you mind picking something off that list on the fridge? And would you mind doing one of those things? People want to help. People want to support. So don't be afraid to ask. Master your mean girl because your mean girl will tell you, oh, no, I, I can't possibly ask someone to unstack my dishwasher. Master that mean girl. Get over that and simply ask because people want to help. When my friends asked me when I would go over, would I mind if I unstacked their dishwasher? I'm like, absolutely not. Of course, anything I can do to support you. You've just had a baby. You have just climbed Mount Everest and anything I can do to support. So you could, before you give birth, you know, print up a little list of some things that would be really supportive for you and stick that on your fridge. Something else that I did before I gave birth was I printed out one note that stuck on my front door and we had a home birth and on it it said something along the lines of currently in labor please do not knock if it's urgent call nick and gave nick's number and because i didn't know what day i would go into labor and i didn't know how long i was going to go in labor for and you don't really want the postman knocking on your door whilst you're middle of labor so i stuck that up on the front door and then just said thank you so much um love and gratitude whatever. I can't even remember what else I wrote. So I had that, I stuck that up as soon as I went into labor. I stuck that up on my front door. And then obviously once our baby was here, I stuck up another one on our front door that said something along the lines of brand new mama and baby are sleeping. Please do not knock. Again, call Nick and gave his number. And for any meals, which I'll talk about in a minute, any meals, please just leave at the door and text Nick that you have dropped something off. We're so excited for you to meet our little angel once we're out of the 40-day period. And everyone was so respectful. It was so beautiful. So plan and write up some or type up some things that you can stick on your door so that you can set yourself up for success. Okay, next thing we did was my best friends organized a meal train for me for four weeks post-birth, which meant that we had nourishing organic meals delivered to our door every day. I got asked so much about this. The website to use, it's a free website. It's just mealtrain.com. 
and you can set up a meal train and you can put all your dietary requirements in there and then you send everyone the link and they just nominate themselves for a day and you can put in your address and what time you would prefer people to drop off meals and the delivery instructions. That was a game changer. I cannot stress how important this was. I said, please do not give me gifts. I don't need things. I don't need flowers. I don't need more baby clothes. The most supportive thing that you can do for me and our family is make a meal and drop it to my door. And again, master your mean girl. Your mean girl will tell you, no, you can't possibly ask someone to make you a meal and drop it to you. Let me just tell you that I have done this for many, many, many friends and I get so much out of it myself. Like, I feel like I'm helping, I'm contributing, I'm offering the most nourishing thing for that mama. So remember that by doing this, you are allowing other people to show up and serve and support you in such a supportive way. So, you know, we don't need flowers that are going to die. We don't need more things. Like I'm a very conscious consumer. We don't need more stuff, right? The amount of things that you get when you have a baby, it's beautiful. And yes, of course, you do need things, but I think there's a lot of excess and there's a lot of waste. The most nourishing thing that we needed in that 40 days post-birth was meals. And it was so, so beautiful. Oh, so obviously we made breakfast and sometimes lunch for ourselves. And then we'd always have a dinner delivered to our door. And most of the time there was enough to have for lunch the following day. So we pretty much had lunch and dinner covered for four weeks, which is just, it was heaven. It was absolute heaven. And if you don't have any family or friends around you, which I know is the case for a lot of people, you could, if you have another child at a school, you could put it up on the school notice board, which I have had friends do, or just ask one friend and see if they will share it with their friends. You know, I have one of my beautiful friends. She makes meals for mothers at her son's school and she doesn't even know. You know, she just will see it on the notice board and make a meal and drop it to them. Like, how beautiful is that? So bust through the mean girl that will tell you, oh, you can't possibly ask someone to make you a curry. Yes, you can. And they want to help and they want to support you. So go for it. Okay, another thing we did, we had my mother-in-love, I call her mother-in-love, not mother-in-law, supporting us when we needed it. So she lives locally. My mother lives about an hour and 45-minute drive, but my mother-in-love lives a lot closer. So we realized a couple of days in that we needed a little bit more support. So we needed her to pick up some supplies and some more nappies and things like that. So she would kind of zoom around and pick up our mail and hang out our washing when she got there or fold our washing or do some food shopping. And she even went to the organic farmers markets every Sunday with her husband for us and got all of our food, which is just so amazing, even though we didn't need a lot, but we still needed stuff for breakfasts and some lunches. So she did all of that. She was kind of like our go-to, our on-call, and that was so supportive, really, really supportive. So again, master your mean girl and ask, 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 ask for support. Ask for it. I had another friend who was dropping off a meal. This is my friend, Harry. And she has an organic aloe vera that we made padsicles together. And I'd run out of all of my padsicles, basically for those that 
don't know what a padsicle is, it's when you get an organic pad and you put aloe vera on it, lavender and witch hazel and you freeze it. And so post-birth, you put that in your underwear and it's very soothing and lovely. And I'd run out of aloe vera. So I sent her a message and I said, hey, honey, I know you're dropping off a meal today. Would you mind picking me up some aloe vera on the way? And she was so kind. She said, absolutely. I will be there with your aloe vera and your meal. So don't be afraid to ask. You have just climbed Mount Everest. When you give birth, it is not a small feat. It is a huge marathon. So be kind to yourself, master your mean girl, and ask for support. Uh, The next thing I did was my best friends also organized four Ayurvedic bodywork sessions with Carly from Wild Grace Healing at my house. And this was absolute heaven. So I didn't initially have these right away. I think I may have done the first one three weeks post-birth or four weeks. I remember the first two, maybe three weeks, I didn't really feel like being touched. I didn't really want any body work. So I think around the three or four week, I had Carly come and do the most beautiful, nourishing, Ayurvedic body work on me, which was just heaven, 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 heaven. And in those early days, your babe sleeps a lot. So she just came when Bambi was sleeping and and I got this beautiful treatment. It was heaven. So that was a gift from my girlfriends. Again, you know, they didn't send me flowers or buy me trinkets and clothes and things like that. This was their gift to me. And I'm so, so, so grateful. They also organized the meal train too. So what else I did was about week four, I started doing 15, maybe 10 minutes of yin yoga each day whilst baby girl was sleeping. That was something else I did in this 40 days. I had goddess Epsom salt baths. These are um, sitz baths, which help with the healing and are so good for your mental health. And I did this in the morning whilst baby girl was sleeping. And you can get some Epsom salts and sitz baths are basically different healing herbs and flowers that are really good for postpartum recovery. And you just pop that in the bath and oh, it was it was beautiful. So I did that every single day. I had a sitz bath. I also had my amazing chiropractor, Michaela, from uh, Noosa Family Cairo, come to adjust baby girl and myself maybe a few days after birth. And my good friend, Michael, who is an osteopath, he came and he checked her as well because when babies come through the birth canal, you know, they get squeezed out. So it's really important to have an osteo or a chiro. Just look at the babe and make sure they're all good. So I did that. And then in that 40 days, my chiro came once a week, which was really beautiful. And just to check in and make sure we're both all good. Again, we just climbed Mount Everest. And so to have that support was really powerful. And to be able to have them come to my house was just heaven. So that's something else that we did. I also had my amazing lactation consultant, Kelly, come to the house to support me with breastfeeding, which I mentioned before. This was priceless. And I only wish I got her to come the day after I gave birth. So I think she came maybe 10 days after. And by then, Bambi had, you know, well, she couldn't latch on because I was so engorged. So my nipples were very, very, very sore, very sore. So, and yeah, I just cannot recommend having a lactation consultant come the day or the day after. I cannot recommend it enough. Pregnant mamas, do it. And if you have a friend who's pregnant, 
book it in for them. This is a good gift that you could give someone, a lactation consultant coming to their house. Highly recommend it. So that is a top tip. Put that at the top of your to-do list if you are pregnant right now. What else did I do? I also, during the 40 days, did a lot of meditating whilst I was breastfeeding. So my teacher told me that, you know, obviously it's going to be different when you have a newborn, but one of the best things you can do is meditate whilst you're breastfeeding. So I would just sit up in the rocking chair. I've got a beautiful breastfeeding rocking chair that's very, very comfortable. And um, I would, when I wasn't staring at her because I just couldn't help it, I would meditate. So it was very relaxing and beautiful. And I highly recommend doing that. And then sunshine every single day. Sunshine every single day. Get outside into your backyard if you have a balcony. Get that sunshine on your body postpartum. It is so powerful. And if you can, if you have a private backyard, get some sunshine on your vagina. Get some sunshine on there. That will help with healing so much. So get some sunshine and fresh air every day. Open the windows, open the doors. Get that fresh air in your home every single day, especially because we stayed home for 40 days. It was very important that we had fresh air, we had sunshine, we had lots of nature, you know, still every single day, even though we weren't going out to the beach or anything like that. So that is what we did. They're just some of the things that we did in that 40-day period. And like I said before, we also went to bed every night very, very early. And it was just so beautiful. It was such a very special and sacred time together. And I will hold that memory of that time very close to my heart. And I said to Nick, you know, we will never get to do this ever again because the next baby, you know, we will have little Bambi running around. So you will never get to do that again the way that we did it. It'll just be different next time. So we are so grateful that we took that time and I had a backlog of podcasts ready to go for you guys. And I did a little bit of checking in with work stuff, but I have an amazing team who were taking care of all of that for me and Nick who was taking care of that for me. And he got to take some time out of recording his next album and his work, which was really beautiful. So he got to be fully present with us and just get to bond and fall in love. So oh, I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you are currently pregnant, plan and prepare for the 40 days post-birth. I mean, all of post-birth, take care of yourself, but in particular, those 40 days, really prepare and set yourself up for success and please master your mean girl. She will tell you that you can't possibly ask for help and support in this way. It's too much. It's too much. No, people want to support you. People want to help you. And you have just climbed Mount Everest. So be kind with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Go slow. Go really slow. Don't have any expectations on yourself. Both of our phones, while well, they're always on silent, but they were on silent the whole time, mostly on airplane mode. And it was just such a beautiful, beautiful, sacred and special time. And I cannot recommend setting yourself up for success for that period more. 
And if you aren't pregnant, but you have a pregnant friend, forward this episode to them. Because when mothers take the time to fully heal and to fully bond with their babe, they are going to come out the other side as the best version of themselves. We don't want depletion. We don't want postnatal depletion or postnatal depression. We want to really make sure the mother and the babe are thriving. And the best way to do that is to make sure that you are taking that time to fully heal and fully recover. And you may have people roll their eyes and think that you're being ridiculous and it's extreme. And you may have family members not agree with what you're doing, but you can just show them all the different cultures around the world that do this. Just Google all the different cultures in Japan, in India, in Bali. They do it everywhere. And show them, you know, show them this postpartum 40-day recovery lying in period. And they've been doing it for years. They have been doing it for so long. So this is not a new thing. This is not a new thing. So send them this episode, even if you want to, and educate them on it. It's such a powerful thing that you can do for yourself and you can do for your pregnant friends and the mamas that are just birthed. So I really hope this has inspired you to plan for your post-birth time, those 40 days. And if you aren't pregnant, please forward this to one of your besties and help support her. Set up her meal train for her and support her. Ask her what you can do to support her. And if we all just loved and nourished mothers on a deeper level, we would be in a very different place right now, I think. And remember, it takes a village and you don't have to do this thing alone. And back in the day, we would have lived in tribes and we would have all supported each other and all held the baby and all helped with everything. But, you know, we live in these four walls alone now. Not alone. Well, you know, maybe with our partner and other kids and our dog or our cat. But we don't live in tribes. And that's sad, you know. But don't think you can't call on your tribe because you absolutely can and they want to support you and they want to be there for you. So master that mean girl and remember that people want to help and they want to support you and they love you and you have just climbed Mount Everest and you are amazing and you are a warrior goddess and you are incredible and you are doing an amazing job. You are incredible mama and or mama to be. You are amazing. So I really hope that this has helped you. I hope this has inspired you to set yourself up for those 40 days. And if you have done the 40-day lying in period, come and tell me on Instagram. I would absolutely love to hear how it was for you and what you loved about it. So come and share that with me. All right, my darling, I love you. Thank you for being here. And don't forget to check out the show notes for everything that I've mentioned in today's episode. And I will see you in the next episode. Lots of love.